Signal 50 Podcast, where we talk about the R-Truth about today's current events. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome back to the Signal 50 Podcast for May 31st, 2022. Bravo. How are you, sir? I am doing fine, my friend. Uh, just had a uh, very som- uh, solemn and uh, remembering type of Memorial Day uh, for all those people that wore the uniform and died so that you and I can sit here and talk about the hard truth. And I want to thank them for their sacrifice. That's right. That's right. Memorial Day is not about the uh, the barbecue. It's a time to sit back and reflect a little bit on uh, the sacrifices made by others to make our country as uh, free as it is or as free as it used to be. <laughs> Anyhow, welcome back, everybody, to the Signal 50 podcast. And I cannot believe it's summer already. It, it was just like two weeks ago where we were freezing our butts off. Mm-hmm. But now we're we're over 90 and 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 as usual in the DMV area where I reside, uh, we're, we're sitting in, in, in the swamp. I think that the technical term for it is swamp ass already, mm. and it's, mm-hmm. it's not even June. So, you know, welcome to summer, everybody. We went from winter to summer. So congratulations. Man. We've been promoted. So anyhow, again, welcome to the podcast. You know, we're just two lifelong friends. We pass along our, our conversations to let you in on, you know, what we're thinking. And we hope you enjoy the ride that you're along with us for. And again, sorry, we haven't put out more content. Uh, things are just tremendously busy for the both of us. Uh, just trying to get caught up. You can catch us on Twitter and the link will be in the show notes for our Twitter page and, you know, do us a favor, take a moment to subscribe, share, and give us a rumble or a thumbs up. Cause you can find us on rumble. Some of our content is still up on YouTube. It's a horrible thing. Uh, we've had several strikes against us just for telling the truth. So that's a very interesting environment to work in. Um, you can catch us on getter at, at Bravo golf, five ninety two Bravo golf, G O L F five nine two. And at alpha Sierra two eight eight, we've got like, 2,900 or, or 3,000 downloads now. So thanks so much for your support. And we're moving along. Got a lot to talk about. It's been a very, very busy news cycle over the last two weeks since we've been just overwhelmed, overcome by other events. So bravo, you know, take it away on your, on your hitters that nobody's really talking about because, you know, the, uh, the oxygen has been sucked out of the room by some serious tragedy. So yeah. we'll get into that a little later on, but why don't you go ahead with our quick hits? So first thing we wanted to kind of, you know, we do our quick hits in the first section so that we can, you know, just bring things to the attention so that we don't forget about them. Why? Because we forget about them. <laughs> we're busy like we were just now, right? Alpha. Well, so, that and the, and the news cycle gets taken over by, uh, you know, the latest events. So people, well, there's it's almost, there's like a one track. It's like yeah, a one track mind, right? It, it's I'm, like a one track mind, but there's still a lot of stuff going on. Right. And we don't want to forget about them. Yeah. A well, lot of stuff gets memory hold, you know, that's right. So we're not, we're, we're trying to prevent those memory holes from happening. So everyone, uh, you, you may have heard, uh, the world health organization had, uh, their big meeting and, um, it corresponded with the world economic forum and the Schwabies, we call them the, the ones that want to basically take over the world. Uh, and they I swear to God that uh, Klaus Schwab looks like a bond villain from the, uh, you know, James Bond series. Oh, totally a bond villain. Doesn't he? Uh, but, uh, in terms of the world health organization, so the Brandon administration is basically 
wanting to give up our U.S. sovereignty to this World Health Organization that would determine when uh, they they determine when a, a virus becomes a pandemic. They determine what we should be doing and how we should be doing it. They want to have uh, vaccine schedules and passports and health passports. And the biggest thing that, and it's corresponding with um, the World Health Organization, this is all happening in Switzerland. So Switzerland's not so neutral anymore. <laughs> not like they were in World War II. Uh, Davos and Geneva both had these meetings uh, going very close to each other, and there was no coincidence there, was there, Alpha? No, they, not even. I don't believe in coincidences anymore. Oh, and uh, they had their their big meeting, and they the United States said, "Here's our sovereignty," and and it wasn't it wasn't the you know it was it was Joe Biden and his administration or the, his puppet handlers that want to give up our sovereignty. Now, I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon because it has to go through the Congress, although they're trying to bypass a lot of things in the administration. They're trying to do a lot of things by executive order, and they want to make sure that we don't have any way to to stop it from happening. They just kind of dump it on our laps. But the good news is uh, the War Room got a hold of this, along with Jack Posovic and Dan Bongino, and they're bringing this to everyone's attention. And a lot of calls are being made to senators and congressmen and basically kind of brought awareness to it. And then when it got to the World Health Organization, which is a corrupt organization, let's just let's just call it what it is. It's a corrupt organization that wants to control your health. Okay? That's that's the way it goes. They want everyone to be in, you know, they want to they want to be able to push everyone down in terms of their needs for health and control all of us. That's what it comes down to. So when they were having this meeting in a lot of uh, pomp and circumstance, and then they have these these uh, uh, meetings where they bring these amendments up, they couldn't agree on them. And that's because of the, the noise that was coming out of the United States. Iran was actually one of the people, uh, the countries that, that said, nope, <laughs> we're not going for this. So thanks to Iran, I guess. That was that alpha. Um, but they've referred it whoa, whoa, in there. Isn't, isn't that a classic case of the enemy of my enemy is my friend? I guess, but uh, there's a lot of other problems with Iran that I don't want to talk about. Uh, anyway, not, not today. <laughs> but there's another, there's another, it's a, they got referred to a task force. Now, in these big organizations, and I'm a part of a big organization for my work that I go and I, I talk about policies and the policies of our organization. And I, I, just got back from that trip alpha where we talked about all kinds of policies and we brought as a, as a, as an organization, that's part of the big organization. We brought resolutions and we got them passed, but there, you know, I'm, I'm doing it because it really makes sense. And it's be the best care for our patients and everything else. But I'm not sure I'm a big fan of, of them trying to take my, my, my independence away regarding my health and, and, them being able to come in and say, well, guns are an epidemic, they're gone. We shouldn't be giving our sovereignty from the country away. So they refer to a task force. It's going to come up again, everyone. So just keep your eyes out. Keep your eyes open. Keep keep looking for it. Be, be, be diligent. Right. Be, Absolutely. Be out. Be Make sure you keep your head on a swivel. And the next time this comes up, hopefully the election will be over. <laughs> <laughs> the midterms will come and go, and we'll have a little bit more of a, a, a say that will be listened to, and it will be squashed uh, and never come here. Thank you. Well, let's hope. 
Yeah. Now, now oh. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get into the the next item here mm -hmm. on the list. You know, we you, okay. So we spent the last about two and a half years, or roughly, uh, running around in a state of uh, you know uh, panic over COVID, and it was a very convenient occurrence that some people might think swayed an election and and helped shape an outcome, right? Mm -hmm. So right on time and as if by cue, mm -hmm. right? we got an election coming up. We now we're going to have, you know, we're going to call this the the monkeypox alert. Okay? Ah, yes. Yes. So the next the next item up for grabs, if you will, is monkeypox. Oh my gosh, it's monkeypox. Not oh chickenpox. Nope. Monkeypox. Monkeypox. The latest fear porn campaign is monkeypox. So before, you know, like I encourage, we're going to have this link in the bottom of the show notes. Dr. Malone, he's a virologist, a researcher, scientist, and physician. So this guy knows what he's talking about. He's the, he's the go-to person, but I went to co about COVID and learned the real truth about COVID, mRNA vaccines. He's the expert. All right. He's an expert. I learned from him. There's a link in the show notes. Go read his Substack. He talks about monkeypox and the real. It 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 seems to be more of a dog and pony show about this monkeypox than anything else. And and it's people are again starting to lose their minds. And then we're gonna just ask everyone to take a step back, take a breath, learn about it. First of all, it's ninety nine percent survivable. Second of all. It's very hard to get. It's not like airborne. Okay. It's direct contact. Yes. And, and talk about prevalence. So when I talk about prevalence, where's, and, and where does it come from? It occurs in certain populations that have certain types of intimate contact with, uh, males and males. Okay. That's where it comes from. That's monkeypox. It's a virus and it's spread yes. by this direct contact. You can't get it from, walking past someone like a cold it doesn't work that way no okay? so please everyone just read about it learn about it get yourself educated do not start listening to the cdc who's trying to push a narrative okay mm -hmm. i'm putting it out there and don't run and get any vaccines yet please because it's not <laughs> i'm just i'm not i'm not seeing it no no you know you it, it just Seems awfully convenient, doesn't it? It does. Well, anyhow, go go check out Malone's Substack. We're going to go ahead and try to get that in the show notes. Yep. You know, something that something that that nobody is uh, really paying attention to is, you know, since we've had you know uh, a very tragic couple of occurrences over the past few weeks here that have really sucked all the oxygen out of the rooms. You know, along with bad news on the economy and jobs and inflation and food crises and fertilizer shortages and all that other stuff that's that's making the headlines it's a big sell right it's playing yeah. to emotion and scaring people something that nobody's really paying attention to is the immigration crisis on our southern border is still raging right now the good news was that yes. proposition 42 is still in effect although yes. according to the to the biden administration they don't really care what's in effect because they just want to do what they want to do that's right. They didn't finish the wall. They allow people to come in unfettered. They're right. giving them rides all over the place. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, this, I mean, Proposition 42 does allow for the, uh, the border control to 
push him back, say, nope, you ain't coming in, go away. But it, it, it took a court action and a bunch of, you know, and they just see it as a speed bump in the Biden administration just to keep rolling over us, uh, allowing the, the, yes. the border to be left wide open. So, well, you know, look, you know, it's not like we have a drug problem in this country. Or oh, anything. no, no, not the at fentanyl all. Is, uh, you know, I tell your kids, I tell my my kids all the time, make sure you do not participate in any of these type of pill parties or they take pills, they dump in a bowl and they see what effects you get out of it. It's it's crazy. It's, it doesn't make any sense, but it's happening. And if certain pills, illegal, illicit drugs uh, not ones you get from your pharmacy, but ones that are coming in mm-hmm. over the border. These pills are laced with fentanyl with enough to, you know, it's, you don't need much to to stop breathing. And right. that's what they're putting in this. And this is where we've had 105,000 uh, citizens die, especially this okay. is the, the largest number of kids, uh, uh, young adults that have, that have uh, succumbed to this type of, uh, this is the real pandemic. Well, wait a minute. Now, now you've had 105,000 people die of fentanyl overdoses. Let me, you know, let me, let me throw a number at people. Bravo. How much is a dose of Narcan? Uh, how much? Like yeah. pennies? Yeah. Yeah. How, pennies? Yeah. No, I don't think it's pennies. Yeah, pennies, it is. I, it's cheap. No, well, it's not. Naloxone? Sure it is. The nasal spray stuff yeah. that they have to distribute to police officers and first yeah. responders out there in the world. It's, it's not terribly expensive. But it's still a cost, right? Well, yeah. It, it, in the terms of 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 draw, you know, it's not a name brand new pharmaceutical. It's been around forever. Right, right, right. Not, not the the point is this. Yeah. I really miss the days of just good old heroin. Right. Oh. <laughs> well, no, but you know, look, no, but the point is this. Look at the sheer amount of resources it takes to deal with somebody who's overdosed on fentanyl or heroin it's it's an ambulances police response emergency room hospital do you think these people have health insurance no the answer is no who's paying for it you're paying for it some people would say well we should okay fine great you're still paying for it one way or the other all debts are paid right yep so the financial impact to leaving the southern border open and allowing just the financial impact alone, never mind the mm-hmm. lives that that this crap ruins, is right. tremendous. Right. Families missing people at the dinner table and, and holidays. I mean, it's just just terrible. Just lives terrible. ripped apart. I mean, the, the, this is the this is one of the consequences that occur because of an open border. That's right. It's one of them. Well, you know, also, you know, now that we're, we're memory holding the inflation and gas prices, you know, I paid four eighty nine a gallon for 87 unleaded the other day. Four eighty nine a gallon. Diesel yeah. is six ninety nine a gallon. Yep. Here. And we keep where saying, do you think your gro- where do you think your groceries come from? How do you think your groceries get to your door? Right. Or into your grocery store? Diesel. Right. Just to get into so, store, you have to yeah. buy, you have to either walk or drive your car because it's a little bit quicker. You got to carry them all home. How well, are you going to get them home? Well, look at it this way. Every step of the way of food production, there's diesel that is used from right. the farmer's field, the tractors that they drive, the trucks they drive, you know, hauling cattle, mm-hmm. you know, processing food, delivering goods and services. You know, it's all diesel based. It's a petrol based. It's a petro economy. Right. When diesel is 
two ninety nine a gallon, right? Yep. You don't pay four extra dollars worth of fee on right. top of it, right? And just remember, the truckers pay up front. You pay on the back end, mm. right? So all <laughs> you you pay. It's like corporations don't pay taxes. You're right. You do. You pay their taxes. That's right. When you buy something, it's all cooked in. It's all baked into the cake. Yes, right? it is. So when a gallon of milk is eleven dollars a gallon, ask how many gallons were delivered by your Tesla. Right. Zero. Exactly. Not to belittle Tesla. I think it's cool technology, but even Elon Musk says cannot be used on a widespread basis for That's electric right. cars. It's a false economy. Right. Anyhow, you know, these are some of the things that we talk about. We don't want you to forget about them. And I'm sure you're not forgetting about them if you've been to the gas station or the grocery store lately. Right. Things are absolutely out of control. Perfect example. Used to buy pork shoulder for 89 cents a pound. $3.25 a pound now. Enjoy that. So moving along, you know, we we have a very serious topic that we want to discuss. Yeah. And um, it's very serious. And neither one of us want to use it to make a political statement and and we're not going to discuss certain aspects of the shooting that happened in Uvalde or what happened in Buffalo in that grocery store in the tops grocery store in Buffalo. We're not going to discuss, you know, specifics of police response or why this or that, the other thing don't care. That's not, we care. Mention the fact that we don't have, don't have liable information to, we were never, we were not there. We, we can't, even if we were there, the, the, the stories get all mixed up and discombobulated and, you know, we just don't have the facts. Right. I, I don't have the facts. I'm not in full, full control of those facts. Neither is Bravo. And we have some opinions about it, but we're going to reserve those. Yep. Anybody that really wants to see somebody's opinion or take or dissection of the, of the events as they unfold in Uvalde, Texas, go find Jack Posobiec. On human Twitter events. or human events from Jack Posobiec. I'm not going to comment on any of that. Um, that would be like dancing on on the graves. Just remember, the cops that were there are suffering too. Right. So we're going to leave that alone. You know, listen, uh, I've been involved in, in some of this kind of stuff for a very, very long time. Uh, Bravo has been to an extent as well um, from the EMS functional side of the of the aisle. And we have a lot of strong feelings about school safety and, and prevention of tragedy like this, right? Yep. All I can say is, uh, you know, a lot of people be quick to blame an inanimate object like a gun for this or easy access to guns or whatever. Might I remind you that when my father went to school, kids used to bring guns to school. When I went to school, I brought a compound bow to school to shoot archery in the gym for gym class. Mm-hmm. Okay. There was never, we never really had these problems. Now, what we want to discuss is kind of the warning signs of kids or young adults that could be at risk for this type of behavior and, and to bring those issues out and Bravo and I both come to the consensus that no matter how much we want to blame a gun for the actions of somebody else, of, of, of an individual, 
it all comes down to mental state and mental health. Right. It does nothing is gun control is not going to prevent. No, the gun. it's not going to prevent these, these things from happening. No. And, and we'll, we'll leave that alone because that's not the real issue. The both alpha and I believe strongly that there are reasons that have led to these people, these males, or you know, mostly males, it's not females, males, to take these actions. And it has to do with psychology. And it has to do with contributing factors that push them in this direction to act this way. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a very complicated issue, to say the least. It was very complicated. I mean, we... We're doing a very bad job in this country, especially over the last two and a half years mm -hmm. with mental health issues, especially with our young people. Not to say that these events did not happen before the pandemic hit, before right. COVID, okay? Because we have a history of this in recent history. These events have increased in, in frequency and severity. Mm-hmm. Parkland, right. Columbine, Parkland, Columbine, etc. And Columbine was pretty, pretty much the Mac Daddy, mm. right? It was, it was just terrible. It was horrendous. We don't do a good job with mental health, especially with young people. And and we're talking about mental health, like kids uh, talking with their parents, kids how they're, how they're perceived, what their self-perceptions are of their environment around them, their self-esteem, their, how they handle and deal with the challenges of growing up in today's world. Social interactions is another component of this. And, and think about where, where this is all going. We have computer, handheld phones that it's and and not picking up the phone like we used to remember alpha you had to pick up the phone dial the number ask for the person on the other end talk to them on the phone carry on a conversation or better yet yeah. being able to sit down with someone and look them in the eye say what's on your mind mm -hmm. communicate what you're feeling and then it has to reciprocate back and right. being able to come to some kind of resolution and and I think and I feel very strongly that through the use of social media and phones and all of the technology enablers that uh, have come about in in the past twenty years, I think to a certain extent it has dehumanized people. Yes, and I believe it puts everybody at arm's length where there's no real interaction. And and I feel very strongly that social media is a big problem for kids, right? Before we even talk about some of the issues that do occur in schools that, that really are not handled properly, and we're going to get to that in a minute, yes. right? These kids on social media are absolutely awful to one another. And we, we always said the kids are the worst to other kids. I mean, they, they were always mean. Kids are mean. 
Well, they're they're mean given the opportunity. That's right. Because they're not it's easier to be mean than it is to be nice. That's right. Because everybody wants to be part of the, the popular crowd and they want to single other people out to make themselves look better or feel better. And it's a self esteem issue. It's a big self esteem issue. And right. bullying and cyberbullying and it is a big problem and it is a big factor in the overall mental health of a kid. Right. And the social media, as you were mentioning, Alpha, has made it easier to pick on people because you're doing it at arm's length with an icon or a picture with a maybe a phony name or maybe the kid's name or not. It just makes it easier to do so. And it's more damaging because it's coming in at all perceived angles to the person that's receiving it. The person that's being bullied, all they see is being piled on and, oh, yeah. and the likes that are, you know, people are encouraging it and they're making comments. Uh, yeah, you're an idiot. Yeah, you're a moron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't help. No, you're, you're and, talking about, you're talking about ruining somebody's life at the speed of light. That's right. And it's, it's really horrible how fast this, this stuff travels. Right. You know, look. Bullying in schools and a lot of the cases that you're going to find, and, and I'm going to bring this back to the mental health piece. Today's psychiatry is really nothing more than telling a psychologist or a psychiatric professional that you're feeling depressed, you're feeling anxious, you're feeling this. And it's great to go sit down and talk about these things. But a lot of that step gets skipped, right? Because they go right to a pill. They go, exactly my point. Bravo, you read my mind. They go direct. <laughs> they go direct. How many times? Right. We, we talk about it all the time. A lot of these, let's call them psychiatric professionals, mm -hmm. they skip the step of doing the work to talk it out, to resolve the conflict, to figure out coping strategies, to deal with anxiety. And they go right to pharmaceuticals, the SSRIs, the, um, amphetamines. the amphetamines and cyclobenzaprines and benzodiazepines, blah, blah, blah. Okay. All of that nasty stuff. There's big pieces of the mental health picture that are being skipped, especially over the last two and a half years. So let me give you an example. Uh, Alpha, you and I were growing up and we, we would have some, some big old classic arguments <laughs> or something you know you did something i didn't like remember i mean i wouldn't talk sure. for two days I, I mean this is this is part of the resolution process this is all human regular normal human interaction right so instead of holding a grudge my my parents told me my dad especially says brian go to alpha say you're sorry and talk about how you're going to prevent this from happening again right yeah that there were times like we didn't 40, talk to each other for 40, two days maybe 40 days years ago that's right and we would talk it out. We'd come to and say, okay, I'm sorry. I didn't, I'm, I'm sorry that I did this and it made you feel this way. I will not do that again. That's what we're missing, everyone. Well, that, I grew up in a house, you know, right? You grew up in a house where your mom would sit you down, Alpha, oh, and say, oh, yeah. you say, Alpha, what's your problem? <laughs> here's, here's how you screwed up, kid. Yeah. And, and that's just the way it was. It doesn't right? feel good. I will tell you, being no. on the end of being on the end of that conversation, especially with my parents. My dad, my dad is a psychologist. My mom is a mental health counselor. So I got a little bit more advanced communication as a as a as a young child. Huh. A little I'll more direct, directed guidance. 
directed guidance, learning how to use I statements and I feel this way. And again, what's, what, why are we sharing this with everyone here in the audience? Because we're not teaching it to our kids now. And this is a contributing factor, in my opinion, and I think Alpha, I'll speak for you here. This is a contributing factor as to why we're seeing kids not being able to talk their problems out and said they're shooting it out. Well, you know, you take the dehumanization piece, you take the lack of, of, of proper capability to socially interact with one another, and then you take the piece of lack of discipline in schools. Yes. And selective, inf selective enforcement of rules. To, to certain groups who... To certain groves of kids in schools. That's and how I mean. many kids are getting sh a pill shoved down their throat because they wouldn't sit still? A lot. You know, it's, not, it's not bad that a kid has a little hyperactivity. It wants to run around the classroom, okay, and, and and just do their thing because maybe they're not wired for that. Maybe they're wired for actually doing and learning and doing things, you know, actively, and they learn better. There's nothing worse than being lectured to. Right. Some, some people don't learn that way. Look, pharmaceuticals are a great solution if they're paired with therapy. Therapy is a key. Talking it out. Talk, talk, talk. Absolutely. Also, in parallel to that, Schools need to do a better job of monitoring the interactions between students. Yes. And that's not and when they find out that bullying is occurring. And I will tell you that from personal experience, no matter what the anti-bullying policy is, it still goes on. They find a kid, they isolate the kid, they pick on the kid, they drive the kid to an extreme one way or the other, either suicidal or homicidal. Right. And then there's no middle ground and they don't solve the problem. And the, the signs about, are always there. Yes. And let's, let's talk about from personal experience. I was picked on when I was a kid, hundred percent all the time, picked on, picked on, picked on. It wasn't until I stood up to them and said, right. stop. It wasn't the school that, that, you know, or going to my mom and dad and saying, mom, dad, they're being picked on. And then they tell their parents, I just get more of it. All right. I had yeah. to stand up for myself and learn yeah. how to deal with it. We all had and to. It, it didn't feel good. Right. Didn't feel good to be bullied. But you know what? When you stand up and actually there's a growing process. Now, am I saying that you should go out there and smack the kid upside the head? No. Nope. Absolutely but no. You need to learn. They do not. Children today are not being taught the psychological coping skills that they need. They're not. They're not taught conflict resolution. They're not taught about de-escalation they're not taught about being decent to one another they're not they're not taught about any of these things they're just not okay and i'm going to make a statement here we're talking about the overall picture of school shootings and school violence and school problems that are happening mm -hmm. and how we feel that they they've evolved and they need to be mitigated right yes there is no acceptable form of violence except self-defense Right. Okay. You are not allowed to be somebody's punching bag. You are not allowed to be a victim. Right. But the message here from Bravo and I is you have to be an active participant in your own rescue. Right. If you've got problems and you're a kid in school or your child has problems in school, you need to get them the help they need, obviously. If you're going to do anything with pharmaceuticals with your children, you know, SSRIs, benzodiazepines for anxiety. Amphetamines for active, hyperactivity. Right, or the amphetamines. They have to be paired with competent medical, mental health 
care services. And this is a decision that parents and their providers need to make. I just want to caution everyone. I, I believe personally, and this is just my belief, Alpha, a little bit too quick to start jamming pills down kids' throats instead of right. teaching them how to talk it out or how to... Counseling takes a lot of time. Counseling and working... It's work. It is work. work. It's work. And it has to, you and have parents, to do work. And parents today, Alpha, parents today who don't have enough time to parent because they're working two jobs or what... Look, enough. The last two years taught us that, you know, it forced us all to come together quite a lot more. And you're seeing people making it and gotten stronger and closer together and you're seeing others that got farther apart it's teaching because of the inability to communicate which is a should be a, a skill that and, and we don't get manuals as parents right right alpha we don't get a manual saying how to do this right no. but being taught from grandparents to children or family units talking problems out dealing with feelings learning how to you know, I, I tell my child all the time, you have a right to be angry. You don't have a right to destroy the house. That's right. Anger is okay as long as you can control it. And, you know, listen, you know, there, there's a lot that goes along with this. Yeah. There's an underlying, you know, theme to our discussion here. A lot of these kids that do act in this way, generally speaking, they're on SSRIs. A lot of these kids. No, they're even on Ritalin or, you know, the infant. Well, they're, they're on psychotropic medication of some kind, right? right. Mood an enhancing or altering and behavior enhancing or altering medications. So we need to be very, very careful about how we go about mental health because we have done a very poor job in this right. country, especially over the last two and a half years, at monitoring, treating, and recognizing at-risk people in mm -hmm. general. Okay. Now, you were mentioning also, Alpha, that the schools, uh, you know, they're, they're not, they're, they're doing the discipline right now. Oh, okay. So, yes. They're the ones that are, they're the ones that are, are taking on the discipline of children and not referring a lot of these issues out to police. That's right. Police don't want to do it or they're, they're, they're passing the buck back to each other. But the problem is schools, they look at, I think there's a lot of downplay. There's a lot of not taking it as seriously as it should be when they say they are, I, I, I'm telling you, they don't Well, because they okay. don't want to ruin the kids records or they don't want right. to ruin their lives. Look, if you handle a kid with kid gloves and you don't tell them the facts up front and tell them what the real problem is so they can address it and you try to be nice about it. Sometimes you're not, it's not the matter of being nice. It's a matter of the message that's being told to the child and how it's told to them so that they understand the lesson that's being taught to them so they don't do it again. Well, a perfect example is I live in, you know, I make no secret about it. I live in Montgomery County, Maryland. Okay. Montgomery County has got one of the larger school districts in the country. It's, it's massive. There's 239 schools here. Mm -hmm. And on Saturday there was a posting, and this is a perfect example of the one of the biggest problems. Okay. The principal at a Montgomery County high school alerted parents Sunday about serious and disturbing threats against the school posted Saturday on social media. I'm reading from an article from Fox 5 DC. Okay. Mm -hmm. We're going to post a link to that in the show notes. Parents and students shared one post with Fox 5. They said a male student wrote that he was bringing a gun and bomb to school on Tuesday to kill everybody who's made my life terrible. Okay. 
pretty horrible stuff, right? And I would sit up if my kid went to that school or if my kid were in Montgomery County schools, I'd sit up and say, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I think you're going to stay home on Tuesday, right? Okay. So, so the principal, it's Winston Churchill High School. The guy's name is John Taylor, who's the principal, wrote in part, quote, the post includes statements about violence against the school and specific individuals and use racial slurs and other inappropriate language. I don't care about that. A threat of violence trumps all that flowery stuff, right? Mm -hmm. We must take all threats and statements of this nature extremely seriously. Okay. Absolutely. I agree with that. hundred percent. Right. Yes. They go on to say the kid was a special needs student. All right. I, I got it. I understand. We still need to be paying attention to this because what does what is the definition of special needs covers a pretty broad spectrum of mental state, you know, cognitive ability, mm-hmm. and, et cetera. All right. So we're going to read a little further down about well, the police portion of this. Montgomery County Police said Sunday in a statement that the threat has been investigated. And the statement goes on to say, quote, the investigation determined that the student is not in the area and we don't believe that there are immediate credible threat. There will be a follow up conducted by MCPD and we will be partnering with Montgomery County Public Schools as we move forward regarding this incident. Any discipline towards the student will be handled by Montgomery County Public Schools. Why is that? And there is the million-dollar question. Why are the schools handling criminal investigations and discipline? Pass the buck. Pass the hot, you know, hot, hot potato. I don't want it. You take it. I will tell you that I have interactions with the Montgomery County Police Department, and they say they can't do anything to minors without the school's cooperation. I don't know about you, but when I was a kid and I was in school and I screwed up, the cops knew who I was. They knew where I lived. They didn't have to go to the school for permission to get my ass kicked if I did something wrong. Correct? That's correct. Why did the Montgomery County Police Department not grab this kid and drag him in front of a a competency board or some kind of a juvenile hearing? to get him declared competent, incompetent, whatever, to get him in some inpatient treatment. How about the parents? How about the parents? I mean, don't we, don't we need to get the parents involved? I would arrest the child immediately. Yeah, I, immediately. I understand that. But the problem is that this is the, this is what we were saying in the beginning of this topic was the fact that no one wants to take responsibility. You know, the kid, the parents give it to the schools. The schools are supposed to be taking care of it. No, the, the police are going to take No, the police are not going to take care of it. The parents are going to take it. Whoa. Ultimately, it's the parents' responsibility, in my opinion. Well, it really is. But, you know, let me ask you a question. Do the schools handle criminal acts of threats of violence or do the police? Well, the Answer police. The, it's a very simple. It's a very simple. To. It's a very simple question. It is, but it's not a simple answer. Often because the schools are not. The schools are the ones that want to handle the the fights in between schools and hand hand out punishments and detentions. And, you know, ever since they went to this no fault fighting, if you're both involved with a fight, you're both suspended. I mean, that's an easy way out. It should be work the problem out, try to teach the, 
the participants in these fights or these bullying sessions, what's the problem? And gets the you know a bully, someone that's bullying is has a low self esteem. All right, I'm I'm just, I'm calling it out there. Person, people that uh, pick on other people have a terrible low self esteem. The police are not going to fix that. Are the schools going to fix it? No. It should be the parents that fix that. Find activities that have that help encourage that student, that child, to better prepare for the feelings that they're having when it comes to being picked on or why they're being why they're doing the picking. Hey, fair enough. I agree with everything you said. Mm-hmm. My bottom line is this: a kid threatens to bring a gun and bombs to school. That's that's a police issue. That I agree. is a criminal. Yes. That is, there's a law against that. That's right. You can't you bring cannot, it. You have the freedom of speech, but you cannot threaten people. You cannot make people feel unsafe. That's right. You know, by threats of violence. Okay. That is a criminal act. What yes. this kid did. I don't care if he's a special needs student. He needs to be dealt with by the judicial system in some way, shape or form. Yes. You need to start consequencing these children that do this. Mm-hmm. They have to be consequenced because today it's, you know, I'm picking on a kid tomorrow. It's, you know, I'm going to threaten somebody the next day. It's I'm going to bring a knife to school. The next day it's I'm going to bring a gun to school. And it's all over their social media too, by the way. Absolutely. I mean, so if we're we're talking about monitoring social media and taking it, look, why is the kid on social media in the first place? Looking for attention. Okay. They want, they're, they're just craving for attention. They want to be acknowledged. Sometimes parents aren't acknowledging. Sometimes they do. I don't know. And this, every situation is different. But yeah, if, 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 if you, if you try to, if you try to quote point fingers at this, at the people that are responsible for the child, the parents, school, and the police. Right. Right. And- there's gotta be, there's gotta be some kind of, um, it, it shouldn't be you do it. No, you do it. No, you do it. Well, I agree. I agree. But okay. So there's a, sh- a stark contrast. There was a young man, young, young, young kid in Florida who made a similar threat to his school. Mm-hmm. Like, I think the kid was like 12. Mm-hmm. They perp walked him on TV. Mm. They cuffed him up. They dragged him out of school, threw him in a squad car. Off you go in Florida. Okay. So you're seeing the difference between people pretending to do something about the problem Mm. and people, in my opinion, that are actually doing something about the problem. Mm -hmm. So, and again, when we started this conversation, Alpha, we knew that we, you know, we're just talking about overall impressions and what we think is going on. Um, You know, there's political advantages that go on. You know, uh, if you look at, you, you mentioned the holy um, trinity of liberalism. Yes. Uh, that there's a political advantage to this or a perceived political advantage. I don't think there's a political advantage because I don't believe in it. But there are, you know, when it comes down to votes and, and talking points, you mentioned uh, the holy trinity. Why don't you talk about what that is? Well, I, I think that, the you know, that the, the main you know, the first thing that happens is, you know, everybody screams about gun control and doing something. All right, right, great. Fine. We, I understand that. That's a very emotional response 
to something like this, but it might not necessarily be a logical response. So you've got the Holy Trinity. I call it the Holy Trinity of liberalism or, mm-hmm. or the Democrats or people that, as far as I'm concerned, don't think properly, mm. that don't, they're not serious people. It's gun control. Number one, take the guns away. Number one, abortion and immigration. That's the Holy Trinity. And that's what they run on. That's right. So, you know, that brings me to another thing. You know, look. School shootings. Okay, so let's make more laws, right? How well, can we enforce the ones we have? We, we got plenty of laws, trust me. Yeah. How illegal is illegal? It's uh, like double secret probation. Okay? I know. Schools are gun-free zones. All right, great, cool. I guess it's illegal to bring a gun to school. I guess that doesn't really stop anybody, right? Yeah, it's a gun-free zone. You're not allowed to have guns. Well, there's a lot of guns being brought into these gun-free zones because they're a target. Right. Okay, That let's leave that alone. Let's let that be. Let's take mm-hmm. things at face value. It's obviously illegal to, like, shoot somebody, right? Uh, supposedly, yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. So it's like double secret probation, isn't it? How illegal mm-hmm. is illegal? How many more laws do we need? All the laws in the world don't stop any of these things. Laws are nothing more than for the uh, rules for the law abiding. Okay. So let's that's it. Let's certainly quote circle back. The circle back rule is not there anymore. But we're going to come back to the main point. If you do a root cause analysis and you you bring into the the discussion a clear issue that i feel is that at the root of all this is psychology and child rearing and interactions with humans that that to me is what needs to be looked at period oh i completely agree you know look look i'm not going to sit here and we're we're not going to sit here and we're not going to go back and look at the actions by uvalde police or any any anything of the sort we don't have any authority to do it no, we don't have we don't have the standing to do it. Okay? I wasn't there. I don't participate in law enforcement activities. I used to do some training with these guys. I did a lot of active shooter training. The only thing I'm going to say is after Columbine things really changed in this country. They learned from Columbine that there is no negotiation with these people that do these kinds of things. There's only one goal in mind and that's to die. There's no negotiation if they happen to live that's just chance there's no negotiation so the columbine protocol is go in first and fast and do what you can to mitigate the damage and it's a very dangerous thing for these police officers to have to face but it is a cold hard fact exactly and with that we're just going to leave that alone and you know we spent a lot of time with that you know look mental health is a serious issue and it needs to be taken seriously. Yep. So moving along. So everybody may or may not be aware that the jury has the uh, case against Michael Sussman, uh, the DNC, Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton lawyer from Perkins Coie, that uh, Sussman's fate is in the jury's hands as of this morning still. Right. We're, we're going to be watching to see what the decision comes out as. Um, I, I believe from a from a sixty thousand foot view, if it comes back as it's supposed to, just like the Kyle Rittenhouse decision and you know juries work, great. 
he's convicted. He goes to jail and Durham's not done yet. I will say that alpha. He's got oh, no. more stuff up his sleeve. Oh yeah. Cause he's got a big investigation and, um, We'll my, under, my understanding is that investigation has grown some legs from the discovery in this case as well. Discovery so. is a big thing. You know, like oh. a lot of times you want to get a court case thrown out. Again, I'm not a lawyer, but I've <laughs> had my share of uh, working with uh, attorneys. Um, they want to get it thrown out before any discovery happens. But discovery has already happened in this case. And there are facts that came out during the, t- during the testimony in this, in this particular trial that there's a lot of shenanigans going on. Uh, in the 2016 election and, uh, and and going forward throughout the Trump presidency. So this is where this it's going to get bumpy, everyone. It's, there's more coming. Well, there's but, more coming. And, and this is significantly more important than the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial that's got apparently the entire world wrapped around their underpants. That's, okay. that's, the, that's the mainstream media being lame, in my opinion. But getting back to the Durham stuff, if we if we look at, this case and it comes back as guilty and the, the system works the way it is. Okay. If it doesn't come back as guilty, then there, there's an indictment on the system itself that it's corrupt. The judicial system's corrupt. The lawmaking section of the legislative branch is corrupt. And we all know the executive branch is corrupt. So something's got to be done. We got to really look at the real issue that's coming, why these things are happening in the first place. Right. And it really seems to me, it really seems to me that it's a pretty clear cut case that this guy definitely lied to the FBI. Right. If it were, if it were you or I, we would be in handcuffs and, and thrown away forever. But right. uh, apparently those rules don't apply if you're a Democrat. So, right. you know, listen, everybody needs to really keep your eyes on that. That's a very consequential thing that's going on right now. And that's, it's not over. It's very far from over. So, you know, that being said, there's a lot going on there. Nobody's paying attention to it. You really should be paying attention to it. My understanding is this, if Sussman is indicted, which by all rights, he, he should be indicted. Convicted. Con, well, convict, um, pardon me, he's been he's indicted. He's been indicted. Convicted by the jury of his peers. peers. Right. Yep. It really opens the door for further action against, you know, the big, the queen herself. And that should be very interesting to watch. <laughs> Whether or not she sees the inside of a jail cell, that's another story. Let's let's also not forget that there is an open and active investigation into Hunter Biden right now. That's right. We're more coming. More coming. It's It's very bumpy right now. Everyone buckle up. You bet. So we're going to move along to something a little more fun, a little lighter. I want to. Yeah, I want Bravo's Bravo's favorite thing in the entire universe. Well, airplanes, along with Star Wars, I guess, is the big thing. And we grew up in the 80s. So if you remember a, a movie called Top Gun. With Tom Cruise and Val Kilmer, and um, I was a uh, let's date myself, shall we? I was a sophomore, I think, high school. Yeah, something like that. It was eighty six. Eighty six. Yeah. So this movie comes out. I go and see it with my friends, and we are reciting every line from this movie. It was a feel good movie. It was you know the best of the best, and fighter pilots, and I love airplanes, and it's just if I could have been a naval aviator because of it, I would have. But it I was felt a, the it need. was a cool it was a cool movie. I yes, mean, and I felt the need for speed quite oh, often yeah. oh, in my yeah. life. Well, so well, back in the day, that was so cool, right? It, it was, was, and it was, it was a, a great. The movie was it was a great story. It was you know for the time, it was great. It was a feel good movie. Well, the magic is back, 
this weekend I had the opportunity with my my friend, uh, uh, not Alfie. We and I, sh- I wish I could see it with you, but this friend of mine, he, well, the ambulance together. We actually we actually put our names. I, I call myself Maverick on the side of my ambulance. We had to take it down, um, but we went and saw this movie, and wow, you go see it. It was it was a great great movie. The story was awesome. The 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 cinematography for the movie i'm not gonna give any spoilers what happened in it but it was a great cinematography movie the airplane shots were awesome the effects were awesome the story was great but you know what not only did i love the movie but i loved the way that it brought together people and friends and and you come out of the movie smiling and all you can do is give two thumbs up that's our childhood and it was it was it was not only a feel good movie, but it's something we all need right now. We all need to just be able to be entertained. There was no virtue signaling. There was no. There was none of this. Uh, you know, CRT garbage. Nothing. It was a, just a good movie with a great story, and made you proud to be an American. So we go see. Waited, the we only Mad. waited thirty five years for the sequel, right? Oh yeah. 30, 35 years. Yep. Tom Cruise was awesome in it. Go see the movie. Feel good. Proud to be an American. Well, everybody, thanks for joining us. On that note, I'm probably going to have to go to the theater, but apparently all the tickets were sold out. They were sold out everywhere. So I have friends who tried to go, and the only thing that was left was the front row, and you don't ever no, no. in the front row. Of the go during the day. It's nice. No one's around. Go see it. Well, it was a busy weekend. It was hot. So everybody hit the theaters. So yeah, COVID be damned. Everybody went to the theater. Good for them. We needed this. Absolutely. It's been 35 years in the making. How long did it take them to make that movie? I think it was like five years. Well, they, they, they did purposely not, not get it into the theater until they could get into the theater. I know now I know why, you know, I wanted to see it right off the rip, but it was worth the wait. That when when you're paying eleven thousand dollars an hour (laughs) to the United States government to borrow an airplane, you want that thing in the theater. You need some box office on that bad boy, right? right. That's right. That's incredible. How much money they spent on this thing? I want to know what the overall budget was. Yeah, you know, we'll get the DVD and we'll tell about it later. Anyway, we'll buy buy the DVD at the Goodwill in ten years. That's (laughs) right. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot for joining us. Do your best to make it a great week. Pay attention to the stories that are out there. We'd like to thank our soldiers, sailors, and airmen, and our police, EMS, firefighters that protect us 24-7, 365. To you guys, we salute you. And for Memorial Day, we honor our our honored war dead. Thank you for your service. And on that note, make it a great week. Bye-bye. Again, thanks for listening. This is the end of our Signal 50 transmission.